podcast go. <laughs> yeah, podcast <laughs> go. Okay, we just said podcast go. That means we're going. We got Chris right. back here again on Interverse. Welcome, buddy. Hey, it's good to be back on. <laughs> so we kind of planned a special episode all about poop. <laughs> yep. yep, making no shit everyone's business. <laughs> I bet Chris has probably talked to a lot of his friends about this because you got to build up courage to do something like this. I know I've been telling anyone uh, that I can that I'm going to do it to try to like make it more real and force myself to do it. But uh, we're doing a colon cleansing kit. Yeah, Chris uh, kind of brought it to my attention, actually. Or at least he brought me to the attention of the Secret Energy website, which is where we got our colon cleanses from, which we'll link to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we pretty much... I pretty much... What was it? How long ago did I tell you about this? It's probably been a month. We've kind of been talking back and forth about a little bit, about it a little bit, and uh, both wanting to clean our our bar bodies out and like trying to find what would be the most cost effective and most yeah most cost effective means to do so and um, you know you, you just mentioned secret energy um, it's a site I've been paying attention to for about a year and a half now it has a lot of really amazing products that are like high you know high vibrational products things that will um, clean you out like a lot of internal cleansing on there, um, a lot of monatomics, uh, colloidals, just all kinds of great stuff for the body. And um, they recommend that you, and, and like I really feel like anybody, if you're going to clean out your body, you would want to start with like your furnace, with the thing that's really giving you a lot of your energy, um, and it's in your intestines. And uh, just the, the order of it seems like it would be the most conducive um, to uh, a healthy cleanse, from what I've read at least. So, um, so yeah, um, it's pretty much a, if you ain't ever cleaned it out, it's still there. Yeah. No, yeah. There's probably like, you said, he said on Facebook, you should got a hot wheels car from a year ago, still stuck in there. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend actually was like, did you really eat a hot wheels car? Because I said that same joke to her the night before. And then she saw me make that comment. She's like, wait, <laughs> what? But no, I, I didn't actually eat a Hot Wheels car that I know of, but if I did and this, didn't know it, then it's probably going to come yeah, out in this colon cleanse. Plaque. <laughs> Just be like stuck in there. Yeah, which <laughs> the plaque is a contra. That's where the controversy comes in, actually. I actually was at my doctor for a different reason uh, last week, and I was like, okay, I'm looking into doing a colon cleanse. Actually, full disclosure, I was at my doctor because of digestive issues. Um, I've. Here we go, full honesty. I've switched my diet lately to be mostly vegetarian, although I still have occasionally delved into poultry because of protein needs and my body just tells me. But I've been able to phase it out quite well and definitely been eating way more fruits and vegetables than ever before. And that's making my bowel movements, for lack of a more polite terminology, uh, making them not solid. Oops. So it was kind of weird. It's like, it felt like stuff wasn't working right down there. Like I was adjusted to unhealthy types of food, but that uh, my body's ability to process healthy, healthier foods was lacking and it was struggling to do so. And um, from what I understand, you're pretty much just using bacteria internally to digest right. food for you. And 
back to talking about poop again, it's the poop of your bacteria that you're actually burning off for energy. And so if I've trained my colon for my entire life to uh, digest pretty much nothing but meat and dairy with some bread thrown in, then of course it's going to get weird whenever I'm eating fruits and vegetables. I've experienced a lot of the same thing. I probably stopped eating meat back in October or so. And I've been having pretty good success with it, but that was one of the things I definitely encountered uh, more in the beginning part of it um, was because a lot of the exact reason you're saying is that, you know, when you over your lifetime, you are building up the 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 bacteria in your gut to digest primarily one type of food or a certain spectrum of foods. And then you stop eating those foods and start eating ones that they can't necessarily digest you need to like allow time for those enzymes to build up the balance back again in your body so that you actually have uh, enough of them to be able to digest the new foods that you're taking in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, a real thing. Um, but I, I think as time goes on, you'll be fine with that, especially after a cleanse like this. That's what's great about these is it really, it, it knocks out a lot of the, 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 the plaque, the toxins, the bad bacterias, bad cultures. Exactly. Unwelcome guests exactly. as the, uh, the, book, the booklet called them unwanted <laughs> yeah. guests or something. Yeah. My doctor didn't seem that convinced that a cleanse was going to be very effective. She thought that because I was a pretty healthy guy and, and all that, that I really didn't need to do something like that. But I found my intuition yeah. disagreeing with her because she... I mean, that's the problem. Has she ever done a cleanse? (laughs) (laughs) She actually said that she, she actually says she has a friend that runs the health food stores Uh around here. The only chain of health food stores who swears by the cleanses and that she's not entirely unconvinced because of how trustworthy Mm -hmm. this friend is and saying that it makes her feel better and that she swears by it. But again, she's coming from like a hardcore Western education Mm -hmm. doctor viewpoint. Um, you know, she's not, she's not getting into crystal or anything like that. So (laughs) all these uh, different new, I don't want to call them new age, but just new ways of conceiving of the energy systems of the body. And they're not really new. They're many of them are ancient and they're just being rediscovered, but we, we don't even have a real conceptualization of how big of an effect these internal bacteria have on us for from what we understand they might even be causing our different moods and cravings and behaviors in some cases to try to get I think so need. absolutely um I, I think that that's that actually very much on the point like uh I noticed like when <laughs> from making this change in my body I've noticed like how my whole like moods and like perspectives on things shift and like how my cravings for things um or even like linked to certain emotions and different things but like um mostly like you could you could like put that into like the cravings or like how you would get more hangry um yeah i noticed that like that was one thing that was yeah mental energy is the biggest thing um i just i've had enough times in my life where i went and ate a bunch of wings like just a big amount of meat and no other type of food except maybe some french fries and then feel mm-hmm. wrecked for the rest of the night. You can just, all you can do is sit there and just be sort of passive and digest everything. And it takes, I think it takes, from my experience, it just takes way more energy to digest things like meat than it does digesting vegetables. I mean, right now is a perfect example. It's like a, almost 11 o'clock at night. I, I've been up since early this morning, been up all day ate dinner, but I still feel just like Mm. it's the morning right now. Whereas 
on my old diet, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be deep into a bowl of ice cream where I'd be passed out yep. one or the other. <laughs> yep. Usually usually in that order, too, <laughs> the ice cream and then pass out. <laughs> yeah, God. And that's like the worst possible thing thing you can do to your body and it's only because we're so young that we were surviving that kind mm. of behavior that's that's one thing i've noticed is i've gotten a little bit older i've my body is a lot more sensitive to what i eat and i know it has a lot to do with cleaning up the diet and like you know changing the enzymes and things and the balance of your body um but i just kind of noticed that it almost like i kind of had to get more control of that because it was making me feel more like i couldn't sustain that diet style you know what i'm saying so i this is i made the changes because of this discomfort in my bowels just like just as much as you like yeah you know i was noticing how it was affecting my energy more and um the way my body felt and the the level of comfort i had in actually digesting my food and um i don't know i think that's uh it's it's an interesting one like you know some people have you know guts of steel and can be able to digest all that stuff the rest of their lives and not have as, the rest of their entire lives necessarily but not have as many problems as other people and that's kind of like what's interesting is how many how people do really have such a variability of of how different foods affect their diet uh, how some people can eat a cheeseburger and not be bothered at all um and other people like, and then that same person trying to eat uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier it depends on like in a way what bacteria and stuff is in your gut, but that same person that can eat a big cheeseburger can't really eat a salad without feeling a little gurgly in their stomach or discomfortable. Yeah. That's another thing that I've noticed whenever I started eating vegetables is certain, even certain vegetables digest mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. than others. Like it's a, you'll, you'll feel gurgly like you're talking about, but uh, I think regardless of why you might want to reduce your meat intake, it's something that's kind of impossible to argue that it's not a good idea for the planet for people in general to reduce their meat intake. Whether you want to do it for your health or because you care about all animals and you don't think any of them should die, which that is a little extreme because nature doesn't work that way. But uh, really the, the main argument that I'm trying to make here is that factory farming is annihilating our planet. And although that's not really the point of this episode, it's pretty much an inarguable yeah. point at this point juncture in human yeah, history if anything is it's destroying the rainforests for one and like just how much water and actual resources it takes like uh there was a i can't think of the the name of the exact video or the presentation that i had watched but there was one that was talking about like it was really comparing side by side the amount of protein nutrients and all of that in the in vegetables and certain vegetables and what it, actual resources it takes to create those you know them being like some of the same actual uh, you know, proteins, minerals, amino acids, just, just, just right off, just looking at those as like substances and then like looking at what it takes to create that through an animal and it takes much more time and it takes t 10 times as much water, uh, way more space, way more space. puts methane into the air. Um, and it, whereas the vegetables are right. actually cleaning up the air. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, but one that I saw that gave those kind of comparisons was Cowspiracy. Mm -hmm. And although I, I later kind of came to find out that some of the numbers they used were inflated to try to prove their point more dramatically, you could have reduced their numbers by a lot and it still would have been way obvious that cows are not what we need to be filling every square inch mm -hmm. of the planet with. And you know, no, I don't okay, think okay, this, this kind is of gone off track. Let's talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, you you had a point. Uh, I was just going to say that just in general, like, I think that for people to be able to practically uh, work at that problem on, like, a larger scale, I really think just people, even just cutting back the amount of portions they have or, like, instead of eating meat three times a day, maybe just eating it more once a day. Just even cutting back on your consumption will really cut back on how many resources it will take to create that. Um, And that's good for you, too. You don't want to eat the same thing every day. Mm -mm. You don't want to eat chicken every day. You don't want to eat only carrots. It's, it just doesn't matter. Like your body craves variety. We evolved in an uh, mm-hmm. environment where we were just moving around, grabbing what we could, and our diet probably changed constantly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you it you literally are what you eat. So you know, are you are you a, a happy fruit or are you some scared meat? <laughs> you know, when it get when it gets down to it. Uh, Man, I can tell you one thing. When I started in- increasing my fruit intake, which you're talking about a second ago, different people having different reactions to types of foods, I looked into this from the angle of blood types. And my blood type being A was supposed to be really, really responsive to a vegetarian diet and really good for me to eat a lot of fruit. And so I started, first of all, squeezing lemon juice into water in the morning and drinking that warm water. And I don't know if it's the warm water or the lemon juice, but something about that just totally relieves my sinus problems that I start off the day with and used to suffer from all the time. And then eating, uh, eating an orange in the morning after that at some time, eating some blackberries, whatever. If I just kind of keep the fruit constantly flowing throughout my day, but don't overdo it, of course, because you don't want too much of anything, especially something sugary. I found that that's something that really does keep me just like charged up for lack of better explanation. Yeah, fruit keeps me going too. It's, it's, uh, it's just like, a, it's like, it's like water of the sun kind of like, it's so, uh, I don't know, as it's, um, it's so obvious that it's like made for humans to eat this fruit. Like, yeah, it's the plant's it's way like, of saying, it's yeah, like, I'm just trying it to off help you, just... dummy. <laughs> yeah. It's a freebie. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, um, I was talking to, when we were at the boom this weekend, I was on the, the nature walk or the, the plant walk and Adam, one of the guys that was leading it, um, said that it's kind of like, I mean, it's, and it's kind of common sense, but that, um, it's for seed propagation. It's kind of like your gift for spreading its seeds. It's reciprocity. Uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. They're trying to teach us. It's like the hmm. plants are cultivating the humans, not the other way around. That was one of the biggest psychedelic experiences I ever had. Uh, I can remember once standing in a river on Mulberry Mountain where Wakarusa is, looking up at the sky and the trees and thinking, they made us. We're not create. We're not taking care of them. They're just, they're guiding yeah. us. <laughs> it was big. <laughs> yeah. Mind blow. And I think I think they would like really do want to have relationships with different creatures in the environment. That it, it's a whole. Like when you really think about like the woods itself, it's a whole relationship of of chemicals and pheromones and and all these chemicals and biological processes working together to make themselves more efficient and to improve their immune systems. And like a lot of of forest ecology does work together to survive, just like with trees, you know, or a lot of other plants. If there isn't, you know, a certain fungi that's down in the soil around the roots, um, you know, it wouldn't survive. Uh, And... The tree also like rewards the bacteria or the fungi with chemicals from its own roots. Um, so it's kind of like there's always like a synergistic balance within 
many systems of nature, just as in kind of like within your own body with, uh, with uh, how you know if you're using the bacteria, it's just the same thing. We're we're just like trees. Like when you're putting it together, like we're using the bacteria to be able to break down the things we're putting in our roots, basically, or we've taken down to the root. Literally the root. Uh, yeah, that's wow. Yeah. That's far out. Yeah. yeah, humans are really just a complicated form of tree, right? <laughs> like a maybe a more compressed, super compressed form of consciousness, denser in a way, but. Um, systematically quite similar. I mean, we have, I, I heard something pretty cool on a podcast the other day. There's a cluster of genes that was discovered that's responsible for whether, how a plant knows um, how much light it's getting, which it then uses that information and can move for how it's growing and change and stuff. But that same cluster, that same gene sequence that tells the plant how much light it's getting is in humans. Interesting. What, do you know what the, the chemical or the cluster is called? I couldn't say that far, but go look up a book called The Secret Life of Plants. There's a lot of experien- experimental data that shows that plants have um, the ability to form relationships with people. They have emotions of a sort. They know whenever you're talking about them specifically. It's pretty interesting. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I need to definitely check that out. Basically, really cool. um, you can hook them up to the equivalent of like a polygraph machine and Uh different types of stimulus around the plant, like talking to it or threatening it or whatever will cause a reaction. Now it's not like a reaction where you say you're lying the way you normally use a polygraphic polygraph (laughs) machine, but you can tell that there's like some sort of electromagnetic or electrochemical activity uh, reacting from what you're doing. And that's correlated to specifically how you're, how you're interacting with the plant. Uh, that's really profound, actually. I've, I've heard different, you know, you hear different things, like if you play music by plants, they grow better. If you say you love them or different things, uh, it seems to affect their health. I definitely want to look into that, especially with the farming and all that. Um, yeah, you're going to have really to hire people to just sit by your plants and meditate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a win, but again, that's another form of a, uh, like a synergistic or like a positive feedback loop thing, because if you're sitting there expressing gratitude and, and love to the plant, that only helps you also because it's a proven fact that the more you try to express gratitude on purpose, the happier you, happier you are and the better your body works. I know this mm-hmm. because I know this from experience and sometimes I'll just write out a list of things I'm grateful for. And today was one of those days and I had one of the best days I've had in a long time. Maybe it's not a coincidence because I started my day that way. Good. The boom That's really beautiful. helped though. Shamanic yeah. boom. We kind of touched on that. That was a hugely inspirational event, and I'm super, super glad that I got to be there. Me too. Me too. That um, I've been looking forward to that event for a very long time, and I made made a lot of really good friends there. And like, it was a really very transformational festival for me as well. Um, I get to like let a lot of uh, like my own, even even more layers to my husk, as we had talked about before, that I hadn't even seen so much. Um, so I was really grateful for that process and for being able to like experience like the like gratitude for my own fear and suffering and for the whole process that I've been like undergoing to grow and um, that I was not at all alone in that and that there are uh, really incredible people out there that do um, 
that do work towards those kinds of things every day. And I, the fact that they're just even creating something like a shamanic boom where we can hold space like that for each other and listen to each other and um, help each other along, just like any, like like many music festivals are, but especially just transformational festivals in general. Um, is there just really, if you can, if you can make it to one in your lifetime uh, or more than one, uh, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, and a lot easier to deal with than a big, giant festival too yeah wow yeah and this that's that's one thing i really loved about it is that you actually can get to know most of the people that are there and it kind of turns into this big family or like a tribe like a every time like okay really. okay oh, opening ceremony closing ceremony like everybody in the entire festival gets together in a big circle and holds hands while we you know talk and whatever and like you could actually fit everybody together in a big circle so it was very made it very personal and um that's just I think that's so important to be able to to learn how to relate like that, like in large groups like that. That's something we don't really get the advantage of in most of modern day society to get the group together and relate with people who like understand us or like going through some of the same processes and be able to like actually try to do something about it together or try to um I don't know, just vibe and congregate and try to um think of another way to get along, you know, it's another way to, um, to bring that level of healing back to our friends and our family. And, um, I was just, it was just a, a really an amazing experience for me to, uh, to be able to relate again like that. It's the first festival of the season. That's always the best. Um, it's like, like you find really yourself again over and over. Yeah. Again, right? Oh man. And it's like, and then, and then, in the next season, it's like you feel like you're a whole new, evolved person, but at the same time, you still don't know anything, and you have a lot to learn. There's a whole time. new um, <laughs> suit of armor to crack open around your heart. Yeah, and you don't oh, even yeah. know it's there until oh, yeah. it finally cracks. Yep. But I, you kind of have to know it's there for it to crack in a way. Like I, my experience was such that I was kind of feeling closed off at one point, and uh, whenever I was able to recognize the ways that my mental models were keeping me from being open to the types of healing that were around me and in one of the workshops anyway uh as soon as i recognized those mental barriers and asked myself to release them it felt like you know (laughs) well you know the feeling in your chest whenever it feels like there's a it's, I guess you have this feeling whenever something sad happens to you too, maybe, but it's the feeling of your heart being open. You actually feel like this cavernous opening inside, like a void inside your chest. And a lot of people will relate that to heartbreak or to sadness. But in reality, those are just mental associations that have been given to a physical feeling by our culture. And what's really going on is that's the feeling of your heart chakra finally being opened up enough to receive the energy of the other people's hearts around you. Hmm. And that's really the medicine right there is just, even if it's just like, like letting your guard down for a minute to just feel everybody that's actually around you. And it's, uh, like literally just like just what you said, but to be able to, um, use each other collectively as a, as a frequency to like heal each other. If that makes sense, like being able to all let it, let all that go. And then as a group, be able to, you know, stay in that frequency, it becomes more amplified the more people that are in it and you can hold that space. Yeah, I saw a whole Um, circle of people, um, ecstatic, maybe tears, but ecstatic tears, just 
all mm-hmm. holding the space of healing together. Were you and talking all about making their own? And everyone was that workshop we did the Arcturian Starseed workshop. I was gonna say, was it that one, dude? That that that's what did it for me. <laughs> yeah, that was the one where it cracked. <laughs> yeah, me too. And me too. I mean, I'll even explain what it was about. Uh, the workshop led by our friend Garrett and uh, Amy. They were basically invoking or calling down non-physical entities that they classify in one particular way as um, ancestors and also as people from the stars, specifically Arcturians. And I've had mostly those type of experience. I've I've had uh, just ridicule for that because that's what's yeah. been shown to me. Like, and I've seen plenty of really ridiculous people on the internet that are just using crazy gibberish that they call light language activation to get attention or to try to get YouTube views. And so there's, you know, just like everything, there's a real version of it and then there's a not real version of it. And it also depends on the way you're looking at it, whether it's real or not. Mm. And mm. <laughs> anyway, it ultimately didn't matter. Um, I realized that it, what did, what mattered was not whether or not a particular entity was either real or like specifically categorized the way that someone's saying it is like it's from this place. What matters is the energy of the moment. And if you can use Mm -hmm. that energy to change something about yourself, if that's what you want. And that's, that's kind of like what I felt was because I, I, I really did experience a lot of the same resistances as you, I, you know, um, cause I am really very guarded at a lot of like what I put into my consciousness from what I see in the internet and what different people put out like that might be spiritual, but at the same time, just as, just as like, uh, binding or detrimental as a lot of mainstream like religious systems. And, uh, so I, I realized like how I had like certain parts of that had cut myself off from that when in reality, that's kind of like really what it is. And if you're not or like what you were saying is what it is. And if you're not in the moment, it's hard to, to really, to really conceive that way that feels because really it's about the moment and sharing the moment with the people that are with you and their souls and their you know energetic bodies. And you're just connecting that. And like, that's, what's divine really right there. That's why you would say anything about that, it, that you're like, yeah, in some senses, you could say it's other beings, it's our ancestors, but when you really get into it, like that's it's still all us. Like that's they're all inside of us. I think it's so my it's aversion kind of, to Christianity that caused me to really not like the idea of like angelic realms or yeah, higher no, angels yeah, and things like yeah. that uh, being closer to source. But you know, I've had a mental framework that accepts lower non-physical entities for a while now and have had experiences with such entities. I personally have had stuff come into my house and mess around before. Like that shit's real. And yet I still have this mental model that said, if like, you know, going beyond earth, some non like higher angelic realm that couldn't possibly be, there couldn't be higher beings. Mm -hmm. And part of that resistance was actually that I, I work under the knowledge that all is self. So, I don't like to invest any authority or power in anything outside of myself uh, that shouldn't have it. You know, I don't want to take away from my own sense of power and authority by giving away my ability to do something to something else and saying I need this something else to do it for me. But what was interesting is actually right after that workshop, when I finally opened up to the idea of higher 
entities, angelic entities, whatever you want to call them, because through the experience of the workshop, um, I ended up talking to a, a woman who was selling crystals and she was telling me about how she, you know, she's one of those, one of the people that basically experiences dead people messing with her on a way higher level than most people do. They put thoughts in her head. They try to reach out to her. They try to get her to give messages to other people. And, I, and she's not the first person I've known to have experiences like that. And I've even witnessed like pretty verifiable, although subjective versions of this with people that I'm close with. So as she was talking to me about this, she told me that she uses Archangel Michael as a tool to like send entities away, send them into the light. She sends them with Michael and he takes care of it. And then it's not bothering her anymore. And that's when it hit me. Like you're not taking power away from yourself with these types of conceptualizations, as long as you're not, you're conscious of what you're doing. Instead, you're just using these types of beings as an extension of yourself, as an ex an ability, like the way that you use a cell phone to make a call, you use Archangel Michael to send a, a deceased spirit back to the light. Makes total sense, actually. It doesn't take away from you. No. And in fact, I mean, you can even... If you, you don't even need it to be Michael, get it, it like can be arc, a different uh, way of putting it. And you can even like get into the word, even what arc, like archangel, archangel is, it's, it's arc, it's still archon. Like it's this, it's basically, it's a frequency, like it's a frequency being like of an entire, like uh, spectrum. Like for example, like you're saying, archangel is responsible for taking, you know, certain like either what were you saying like either, either like the the dead but you can like, make up like a mental construct and say that it's like a that. puff the magic dragon that takes the dead person over for you right right as, exactly yeah i mean it's as long as you know you're <laughs> the one that's doing it it doesn't have to be right. one of these like i actually would prefer to make up my own entity and use that than uh, <laughs> then try to use something right. that is a, right. like an established thing because actually something like that might kind of take on something that other people are using, especially a lot of other people might kind of take on its own, um, maybe not, not identity, but its own way of doing things outside of how you're trying to direct it. You know what I mean? Because other people are programming Breaking the matrix, it. Chance. Breaking <laughs> the matrix with your spaghetti monster ideas over here. Uh, yeah, Flying got, spaghetti monster. We've got way off track, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah from colon cleanses. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to talk. Whoa! About I just found cleanses. a, I just found a little fucking, little tick, from this weekend. Just now. I found that on the back of my neck. Yeah, look at that. Wow, he really got some blood off you. Was hope it was yeah. worth it. He's dead now. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. luckily I had no ticks. That was weird. I just like felt that as I was. I had two. I came away with two, and that's. Uh, even rare for me, I usually don't get ticks, but hey, that's okay with me. It's kind of like nature's way of giving back, but at the same time, like not if it's Lyme disease. That's that's no one wants that. Yeah, they're tax collectors, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what that's what the Lyme disease is. Oh, that's something I do not want to do. <laughs> what, get Lyme disease? Yeah, let's try not to. No, pay, pay, yeah, pay unconstitutional taxes. Oh, yeah, right. And get Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to deal with money in general, but that's a different no. topic. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to try to steer us back on track with the yeah, yeah. Shit here. Oh, <laughs> I'm about shit. to just detract us even further. Because we're, we're going to just okay. keep tangenting. That's how we roll. We're, we're the most tangential speakers possible. In a good way. I mean, we really riff on awesome stuff together. I appreciate it. But, uh, okay, let's talk about the colon cleanse. Specifically, let's go into how it actually works. Like, it's got a couple yeah. of components, in case someone's actually interested in looking into this for themselves. The first component being a... Um, digestive stimulator, which it's, I assume it's some sort of kind of like a laxative. I actually just took my first one earlier tonight, but it's not like something that's going to make you run out and need to poop right away. It just gets your intestinal tract moving more readily. And mm-hmm. um, the idea being that you're going to be taking at least like two or three bowel movements a day during the process of cleansing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got so yeah you got your your digestive stimulator. I think it yeah it's pretty much like the laxative and it. it's pretty much it's got all natural ingredients and that's the thing this this cleanse is all herbs like there's no chemicals or anything at all in this and they're all organic as well in this particular kit. Uh, we'll definitely have to to link it in the podcast episode too for the one oh, yeah. that we're we're doing here. But it's pretty much just got aloe and uh, let's see rhubarb, barberry, dandelion root, fringe tree. Yeah, fringe tree. I'm not gonna read all this, but there's there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but that's more of the laxative. Um, Definitely nothing that you'd be worried about putting into your body. N- no, 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 not at all. And then there's the toxin absorber. Um, and that's got uh, what was it? Let's see, organic psyllium husk powder, bentonite, uh, bentonite clay, organic ginger root powder, and apple pectin, which. Um, let's get also a little bit into that too about the mucoid plaque because we had had a conversation a little bit on Facebook about that and somebody brought up the the point about the plaque itself like being um, more of a result from the, the clay and the actual materials in the cleanse itself going through but you know I was thinking about that too the bulk and, like, of it might be but that doesn't mean it's not absorbing something into itself right but bacteria I mean, like, are small and at the visible. same time yeah. At the same time, like, look how big the, the mucoid plaque was. It was, like, sometimes feet long in people. And, like, look how tiny this packet is. You know, I'm sure that some of it could compose that, but I don't know. Well, from know. my reading, it does expand in water and in your digestive mm-hmm. tract over time. This is also true. This is also true. It's like the idea is it, like, fills up your your tract and then expands as it goes. And the pushing against the walls is like scraping things off as it moves through and is expanding. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of like an herb, an herb balloon going through your body, scraping out your colon. So yeah. So I the majority of what's coming out is probably composed of that, of that stuff you're putting in because you, the way the process works, at least the, um, the way we're doing it is going to be a juice only diet for like five days. So the only thing that's going through our tract will be this toxin absorber that's uh, like ballooning up inside. Not to a dangerous level, of course. It's not like, it doesn't mm-hmm. get that big. It's just like this. No. It, I mean, it's like turd width, <laughs> to be specific. Mm-hmm. And it, we're definitely not the only people to do this kit. I mean, it's a very widely used kit. Um, Secret Energy has been been moving this one around for, uh, let's see, they opened their their full website up in uh, like January or something like that. So this kit's been around for a while on there. They didn't even um, create the been, kit. It's from a third no, party no, no. and they were selling it uh, in blessed, different Blessed places. herbs. Blessed herbs, yeah. So that's another thing, cool thing that they do. Secret Energy, they don't really make any of their own products. They actually source um, everybody else's and they um, 
they try to find some of the best stuff, but they uh, really try to like kind of put other people's products out there as well. So, right, uh, they're kind they're of, not like, trying to be the end all be all themselves. No, 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 not at all. More not like creating a network even, of seekers. And they they don't even like say that you have to do this this specific cleanse. Like if you know there's other ways to do it that works for you, like you know so much the better. But this is just one thing that like all of the materials are condensed really into one simple cleanse. You know, it's got a, it's already got its own regimen. It comes with a, a dosage calendar. The instruction uh, booklet is really concise. Yeah, it's great. Right, it very really very well written. Like easy yeah. to and get through. You don't feel like sometimes you open an instruction manual for something and you're just like, oh what the fuck. I'm not going to be able to go through. I'm just going to have to wing it and see what happens. I'm not yeah. going to read all this shit. But you can really read this easily, quickly. I mean, you're going to want to. I mean, you're, you're talking about going through a few days of a lot of pooping. You're going to want to know what's going on, of course. But luckily, it's not hard to understand the process at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I got. Uh, I started mine on Monday. I started a day before you had... Um, and because I was kind of excited, I broke it open. And, but it was like super easy. Like you right away, it was the first the first step is take this pill. Like so, you've done take the, the digestive simulator. Yes, I did. The first night, I did the digestive simulator, and then I did the toxin absorber after I ate. And then um, I just did tonight. I did I did it again after I ate, and then tomorrow, uh, I, and I I I ate half of. Like the way the way it goes, if you're there's here's another thing also to to talk about is there's three ways to do this cleanse also depending on what your diet is and what your regimen and all that. There's a good better, yeah. There's a good better and best option, um, which is great because it actually breaks down like how you would let's say if you don't want to do just all liquids in this cleanse and you don't want to condense this all down into let's say you know nine or ten days. Um, you could do, you know, the better option and still be able to eat some of the regular foods and also have some liquids too. And then uh, it takes a little bit more time, like it stretches out a little bit longer. Um, and then like with the good option, um, you don't really have to do too many changes to your diet and you'll stretch it out more over of like a month or so. Um, but you, um, this is kind of it. It's like it depends on what you're you're comfortable handling in your own body. Like just because you do one cleanse doesn't mean it may ever be your only one. You may want to get in there and do it again and get in, you know, scrub it out deeper uh, after some time. Um, but some people you know, report it's all having you're in a for. lot of energy during and after the process and mm-hmm. want to do it repeatedly. Others, the book was explaining you might have reactions during the cleanse too that might be uncomfortable. Um, I thought it was very interesting. It's talk, it talked about superficial reactions, which are the ones you would expect from, um, you know, just like sugar headaches because you, or headaches because you're not getting the sugar you used to get, or, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. l- little, little things like that they'd call superficial reactions. But then it explained the possibility of bigger reactions where you might have some sort of old injury or irritation or problem w- with your body that's kind of lied dormant for a while. It's not something that mm. bothers you anymore, but it's something that never really got healed correctly. And once your body starts freeing up energy in itself and building up more energy because the, like you called it, the furnace or your root in the colon is more healthy and able to flow properly, your body will say, okay, we have this extra energy now. We can do something about these problems that we didn't have the capacity to fix before, so we were switching them off and ignoring them. So it was just saying, like, you might literally feel pain in 
an old like an old wound or you might experience a problem with an organ that you used to have a problem with and that this is to be expected and that it will actually most likely be because your body's resolving this and it will be healed afterwards not uh not continuing to be irritated it's like the body knows when it can handle something when it has the energy to do something and it it spends the money it only spends it only spends that money when it has it <laughs> i don't know bad right. metaphor. it doesn't right. go on credit right. of course of course I think you you bring up um, kind of another interesting point is like is the the alchemy of that like how um, having you know re- renewed energy or actually making that kind of change like within your body's own alchemical furnace like how it, it will reveal different problems that you've had within it and like another thing um, that secret energy even talks about is like noticing like life changes as it goes along like certain things that are troubling you even in your root chakra or in your root like they will come up throughout the cleanse um and i i think that that is kind of an interesting yeah and that's it's actually honestly that's one of the other reasons why i got behind this cleanse was because um really trying to work with my root chakra right now and balance it and i've noticed there's it's kind of like there's a limit in a way to like your own vibration. Like if you don't, uh, if you've got some rocks and heavy metals inside of you and you just can't reach certain vibrational states in your body or harmonious vibrational states in your body. So, um, I've been experiencing that. It's like I'm grounded. I actually haven't been dreaming even. And this Mm -hmm. is something that I don't know if the colon cleanse will resolve it, but it's like, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what components of my health, and my my internal and ex, and external realities are contributing to me not being able to take or not take but receive the wisdom from dreams like so many people mm-hmm. do like is natural to human beings and, <laughs> interestingly though i did have a they've been coming back in very small chunks like i'm starting to i know that they're happening but like i'm disconnected from that half of my reality and uh I really do expect that getting healthier, on, especially on a digestive level, is going to change that. I, I'm not going to feel so grounded, so to speak, in my body. Grounded, not in the good sense, but grounded like a pilot who can't fly, you know. Right, kind of like like held down, like uh, pinned down, kind of um, not able to fly. <laughs> yeah, like, right. just like you're saying, like a pilot not able to fly in your own dreams. Limiting your um, astral experiences both in a dream sense and in a meditative sense too. I found it difficult to... Yeah, I found I found out-of-body stuff to be difficult to achieve um, other than in spontaneous cases. And that's... Um, I'm on a similar path with you on that too. Like by, by trying to clean up my, my root chakra and... Um, I'm trying to be able to just generate more energy while I'm sleeping, a more balanced tone or far or more harmonious frequency. Cause I've been having issues with dreaming lately too. And I've been trying to really narrow down as many things, um, in my, uh, intake as I can to figure out exactly what it all is. Um, and cleaning up the diet has been a huge part of that. And so I'm hoping this is like really going to push it into the next level for myself, uh, to really, see how it affects the dreams to really speak candidly. Um, I think I might be overdoing my cannabis consumption too, especially like before bed. Yeah. That's definitely a component that I've been trying to reduce. And believe it or not, I even haven't other than like a tiny bowl of keef. That was all I had. 
Uh, I haven't smoked since the boom and have been not regretting it. I've, I find that I'm really, yeah, I, really I, fucking I, high without needing to get high. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that was that. I definitely makes sense. Uh, that was one thing I actually experienced at the boom this weekend too. Was like not, um, not getting as much of a sense of enjoyment out of it that I did. Like not that I don't still really enjoy it, but that I actually like really enjoyed being more lucid and with the people that I was with than being like you know, not being able to pay attention as much. I know we're all partying and stuff like that. And that's, you know, it's for fun. But, um, I just like really just noticed that a lot more because I was like forced to spend time with people the entire time. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you get tired and, uh, that's what's so remarkable about the plant teachers and cannabis being one of the greatest teachers of ourselves and of our culture that, you know, at one stage of your relationship with cannabis, it doesn't get in your way at all. It doesn't trip you up at all. Mm-hmm. It's healing you. It's mm-hmm. making you more connected. It's bringing you into the moment. It's bringing you closer to the people that you're around. But it comes to a point, like with any other tool, where you have to drop it and move on to the next tool. And I'm not saying I'm dropping cannabis out of my life by any means. I'm certainly not. But it's not going to be um, prudent for me to use it the same way that I was using it before. It's just not because I, it, the experience that I get from it has changed. And that means yeah, that it's trying me to teach too. me something different. Me too. And that's a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to, to uh, like who aren't like, um, who don't know as much about plants as like actual teachers or see them as, as like entities outside of just this, this, you know, uh, they make it an object. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying, and and they're they're really they're just as sentient as you are, and uh, really, I mean, think about it. Like the fact that you can take something like that in, and you have all of those receptors already in your body, like it's prime for you to consume it. There's some, there's got to be something there. There's something for your DNA, some kind of benefit naturally for you within that, and. I find it to be a highly intelligent experience in and of itself, like the, the relationship between the energy of the plant itself. And it is very much of a, of a, of a healer and a teacher. And it, it sometimes it's just, it, it literally is telling you like, Hey, like, you know, I've, I've, it's like you were saying um, in the last episode that we did, it's, it's like, when you take the boat across the river, you don't take the boat with you all the time. Right. So you get off the boat. It, you might come yeah. back to the boat and do something right. with the boat, but you yep. don't use the boat once you're on land. Right. Yeah. And right. with, I mean, just to continue talking about cannabis, it's, if we, if we find a way to use it more respectfully, more ceremoniously, there's going to be so much benefit to that. Like, because, you know, your tolerance go going back down to a lower level, you're going to receive a more full effect from it when you do engage with it. And whenever you make, you take it more seriously, you respect it more that could possibly go hand in hand with being more grateful for it. And specifically like ask, there's studies that show that with food anyway, you get a greater nutrition effect from your food just by like performing a gratitude prayer or a type of prayer before you eat. The same goes for intaking any type of plant medicine. And the way I like to consider this is that that which experiences reality, consciousness, is 
in everything is within consciousness. I'm not saying that everything has consciousness or generates consciousness, but everything exists within consciousness. And uh, that means that like you can sort of consider, consider any type of energy that hasn't yet been manifested as just a type of potential energy. So with any type of medicine, the range of effects vary from being not very effective to highly effective, even within the same dose. Well, why is that? Why is there varying levels of potential? It has probably something to do with the consciousnesses involved in that interaction. So whenever you are very intentionally grateful and intentionally um, asking for something to be more effective and to be its best thing for you, that same consciousness that you exist within in your internal experience, that thing exists within consciousness as well. So there's a linkage there where you can sort of illuminate that potential. Uh, I really need just a lot more time to go into metaphysics to actually explain the mechanics of that, but hopefully I touched on it enough. I think a lot of it has to do with DNA too, because like DNA, what it really seems more like to me is like it is it's a frequency. It's like a it's like a song. It's like your DNA is kind of like your song. So like you hit, you hit certain notes or you hit different, uh, uh, or you could say it's like your discography, you know. And yeah. it's like you hit different different points in it, and you're playing different chords in it. And it's going to harmonize with the different things you put in into it and into your environment. And I think ultimately kind of create your reality. Um, and I, cause I find that like sometimes depending on like my emotional state at the moment that I, that I take it in, I will completely change how it affects, um, what I experience, you know, from its effects and just in general, like what happens, you know, in the reality based on like how I feel and how I'm harmonizing with the plant itself. And like, I notice if I'm not feeling as harmonious with that frequency, uh, I'll have more like anxiety or I'll feel like, um, just like not as comfortable with the experience. I don't know how to explain it. Um, or sleepy like, or like less focused or there's a lot of ways yeah, they can manifest. Yeah, exactly. And then back to the DNA and the harmonious thing to, to reconnect that to the colon cleanse, there's more bacteria in your colon, in your gut or in your digestive tract than there are human cells in your body. For real. Yeah, there's, there's a way. Yeah. So, I mean, bacteria is a smaller type of cell than a human cell, obviously, for that to be possible. But as individuated notes, you could consider them individuated notes within your mixtape or within your song, right? Like the different mm-hmm. cells and the different mm-hmm. bacteria. So if you've got a cacophony of uh, scared meat, the bacteria that is, uh, you know, the relation of scared meat or consumed scared meat, it's like a drum sample playing in your gut for years. Yeah. And it's be out of time, out of rhythm, out of tune with, with uh, things of a lighter vibrational nature like plants and fruits. And that's why I've experienced and why anyone that's going through a dietary shift is going to experience um, dissonance internally whenever they do that. And that, unfortunately, that probably keeps a lot of people from making the dietary changes. But that's where this kit comes in as, or any kind of cleanse comes in as being possibly very important, possibly way more important than your doctor will be able to comprehend. Because a lot of doctors are working with old, outdated information. 
And even the best ones that try to keep up with current research are still not getting even a fraction of a percent of all of the medical data and research that's coming out. They're just getting what they pick and choose. No one's giving them a curriculum of saying, this is what's important to stay caught up on. They're just out there. They're just people, you know, doctors are just people. And so you, you know, you, you, my doctor saying that the cleanse is not that effective. It really did not deter me at all. I was not, she didn't make any arguments that, she didn't make any points that convinced me that it wouldn't be effective. And we, she never even touched on the, the concept of different bacteria that are attuned to eating different things. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just that, that even addressing that right off, I mean, some doctors like they're, they're not even going to prescribe you probiotics and things for, for basic digestive issues that really could be solved with a simple probiotic, but they're going to want to give you something for the symptoms instead. So that's kind of like a lot of the way they look at it is instead of like preventatively treating something, they're looking at something for more of like fixing it when it's broken. So there's just like kind of like a lot of the ways that the, the, a lot of the mainstream science analyzes things, it's, it's from the back end. But you know, another the difference thing that, between being you know, a simple mechanic a lot of them and, don't or consider, an engineer. Yeah. And, and, well, a lot of them don't consider is like, it's not just, and a lot of people even that like would maybe put down a cleanse is uh, considering it's not just the foods that you, the, that you eat, like the actual, like the, um, that it's necessarily the mucoid plaque from the meat and different things. I mean, there's environmental toxins you take into your lungs that eventually filter down into your gut, like the all of the the heavy metals from car exhaust and different things in your environment. Like you will never get that out of your body unless you do an actual kind of a cleanse. Your body will take it takes a very long time to process heavy metals and free radicals and remove them. It's certainly That's not involved thing. to be able to do that without help. Exactly, exactly. So um, that's another thing that. If you're like literally like your lower intestine can be holding, you know, some meat that you ate years ago, it's still kind of stuck in there or some margarine that you have when you're younger. There's like there's a whole host of different things over your entire lifetime that can get stuck in there. Uh, and your gut is comprised of neural cells as much as uh, just as much like it's just as many as your brain, isn't it? It's supposed it's, to be like somewhere. It's really very close it's to something that. like that. Like they're, they're finding more and more to suggest that you literally think with your gut as much as you do with your brain. And mm-hmm. if your gut is surrounded by toxicity, then why do you think you have so many bad thoughts? Mm-hmm. And just in the same, like how they can make you have cravings and things like they literally will like secrete. Uh, it's kind of like, cause it is so close to like being a brain. It's like they secrete almost like a neurotransmitter to communicate with your other brain. He's like, even like look at it really close and and this is this is an interesting concept of how how to even look at the human body of like how you know it is it's a mirror from the heart chakra down or the heart chakra up and you like look at the brain on the top of the head <laughs> and like look at the intestine they're just like they're coiled just the same like that and it's the Whoa. same kind of as above so below metaf- metaphysical nature to a lot of the dynamics of nature itself and like your physical body like how you literally are like a tree it's a tree of life and adam cadmon like holy like, shit it's the, that is the dynamic of and your think, body think so. about this too the lower half of that system is taking in the things from the lower world. It's taking in and processing energies from the physical world in the form of your food, in the form of air and things like that. And then the upper half of that is taking in cosmic, ethereal, non-physical energies in the form of thoughts, as opposed to generating those things. Just like your gut, your, wow, if they really, if they're sort of mirrored like that, and we know that our 
uh, we know for certain that our guts are not the thing that generates the food that they process, then it would be a very symmetrical thing for the brain to not be the thing generating the thoughts that it's processing. Right. Just as, just as the thoughts are not so much generating. Well, then again, a lot of times your thoughts can generate your energy as well. Like think about like things that come into your brain or things that you feel exactly like can make you feel really excited or have like all this energy. So it's like kind of like vice versa. It's kind of like Von the, Bowman says all the time or seven, I guess, sorry to interrupt, but seven's like, if I told you that you're going to get a million dollars in the morning, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to have all this yeah, energy right, and nothing right, changed. Right. Nothing came to you. Nothing changed in your physical body. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like that's that's what it consumes. That's the food it consumes is the like the like the like the, the higher density kind of like light codes or like etherical like thoughts, like things that are not necessarily physical. You know what I'm saying? But like the energy that you get or that you generate from the lower realm in your body is the things that are like more like rooted into your actual physical world which is just kind of like Mm -hmm. a diametric of what's above it really it's just it's the same thing but uh like a a diametric mirror and just like your low the lower half of the system takes in the physical and excretes the physical your mouth is like an anus for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're just, you're putting out you're non-physical talking energy. Butt, <laughs> talking about our butts through our butt faces. Oh <laughs> <God>. our... <laughs> that really blows my mind, actually. like I never made that connection or had that connection made for me that the, uh, that the whole system is mirrored from like heart chakra up and down. But that's how nature likes to work. Yeah. In symmetrical patterns. Which is kind of like, even like what I was talking about before, like um, like we were talking about archangels or like archons or like things that are, are you can now see more how those kinds of energies can like if you are 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 utilizing them, they're 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 like codes that kind of go between that whole system, and like it's just a it's a as above so below kind of uh, frequency in a way. It's kind of at least personally, it's how I look at it. Like I don't. Um, I would like to believe that there's like specifically like entire leagues and races of beings, but I know deep down, even like what I am, like, you know, I'm an individual, but at the same time, like looking at it as an entire collective, like I'm just like, I'm, I'm a drop in that ocean. So I'm really just a a specific culmination of frequencies. So like when people, some people might want to like, uh, put other races and different things up on a pedestal, but we're, we're all really just reflections of the same thing. So it, it's all really in, in an equal balance. There's no necessarily a, a higher associated value to an angel or an ant, you know, right. Um, and no inherent uh, higher or lower value. It's just a matter of what they're relating to and whatever their particular biorhythm may be and in terms of like how that frequency is responding or is in relation to the rest of creation i suppose but um like me personally some islands are small and some are big right but they're made of the same this thing is, yeah it's and this is kind of like why like one of the 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 like shedding more like shedding of my layers of my husk or my armor and stuff was like is like a lot of the, the different types of like 
clothing and necklaces and and things and like i really saw them I saw really could happen. actually feel you saw me pull all that off yeah but i could see that like that was like another whole like deeper layer to it that those those literally were archons like i had infused energy of my own consciousness and that like that that was like that was a boat for me like that was a ferry you know to take me into a certain level level of myself but that in order to get deeper into myself or into uh, other aspects of my being, I had to let go of certain archons, which you could say are, you know, even egregors or, or, or whole emotional thought forms. And you can even infuse, uh, like things from, you would say, modern religions, like, uh, like words or mantras or different things. Like that energy is still, it's an archetype. Like you're, you're, you're creating an archetype. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but it just means if you're going to be using it, you need to understand that it's like levers and that those different things uh, can be like weights and balances for different accessing different areas of your consciousness. But ultimately, like I really realized like from, for me personally, like those things were already inside of me and that I needed to stop focusing on uh, projecting and creating them externally and really focusing on balancing them internally so that I can understand them and be able to work with them more. And that's another reason, like, why I think this cleanse is like coming along at a really synchronistic time for me, is that I'm like pulling off everything. I'm like really getting down to what's just me, and then really working from there, and like feeling my own energy fully uh, for the first time without so much, um, without so much filtration, without in, so much personal filtration. In much the same way, I came to a similar realization over at Shamanic Boom, actually. And, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't on an external level with physical things. Although I have had that same experience where I realized that I was putting too much on, so to speak, and that it was mm -hmm. restricting mm -hmm. my freedom to move. Right. And, uh, in the same way, your mental frameworks for understanding the universe can do the same thing to you. And, uh, in psychedelic experiences for the last year or so, my, mental framework for things keeps causing me to for some reason get scared or reject my experience whenever I reach a certain level of energy and it's specifically without going into it it's just the way that I'm thinking about what that energetic feeling means that is causing my problem not the energy itself just like no. whenever you know just like well, what was the example we used earlier about Oh, the, the feeling of your heart being open, people misinterpret as a negative feeling when it's just a feeling and your interpretation of it is your interpretation of it. Uh, it's the same thing for your metaphysical viewpoints, for your, your, your cosmology, for whatever you want to call it. Just like you have to make a cleanse of your internal systems, your colon and stuff, I realized I needed to make take a metaphysical dump <laughs> yeah i needed to yeah. dump all my preconceived notions all my recently conceived notions all of anybody else's notions and just return to the simplicity of the experience that i'm having internally and let that be all that there is and build from there start from ground zero again mm. synchronistic that's, to that's... the cleanse the internal experience is the same thing metaphysical dump physical dump same time <laughs> yep yeah, so it's, so it's, and that's that is the as above so below nature too, and you, that's something you're not going to be able to help, I think, and that's that's why I kind of brought up or wanted to get into this point more about the 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 alchemy of it is that that's how that system works in your body is that 
like legitimately, you know, and just very simply, you can say, well, you're eating better, you're feeling better, your life's generally going to feel like a little bit better and be more enjoyable. But like approaching it like with a real alchemist mindset that like you are, uh, you know, spiritually, emotionally and physically purifying your body at once and being able to understand that those those bodies all or you don't have to really even divide it so much into different bodies. It is just you like that is that is your body. You know, that's your being. It's It's all of that. It's your experience. It's your experience. So it's a matter of how connected you want to get to your own experience uh, without other things. Because that's that's part of like the binary part of reality. Is like a lot of it is very suggestive of what even foods to eat and things like that. And like Seven really gets into it about when he when he's explaining what the husk is. Like it makes everything meld perfectly. You know, you eat the GMO foods, you get certain scared meat, and then you have different things on TV and all of that. Like it, and and then you get you get the bad attitude out of it. It's it all fits storm. together perfectly. It is the perfect. And storm. that's why people and want there to be a conspiracy theory or an Illuminati. But in reality, what they're experiencing is all just themselves and the way that they. Yeah. Think. Yeah. The Illuminati yeah. is the people who are oppressed by the Illuminati. Yeah, I mean, especially because if you look at it as a hierarchical pyramid, all these people that are conspiracy theorists saying the Illuminati is controlling everything and destroying the world, they're taking part in a lot of the activities that are fucking destroying the world and oppressing people. They, like, you know, the average American citizen is the Illuminati to some kid in the Congo. Yeah, like think all all your daily actions and the way you 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 use your energy and the things you vote on with your dollar and really see the like the extending consequences of those things. And yeah, I mean, in plainly, we can say, yeah, like there, there are extremely greedy, uh, sick people that do, um, have a little bit more power than they need to in the world. And like, that's kind of evidence and just seeing how things play out. But at the same time, a majority of people's fear about things, uh, is coming from their own disconnection from their own power. Um, and from allowing those types of entities or those uh, those types of corporate entities to really consume their own mind and like their their total thought process instead of like it's one thing to talk about it it's one thing to know a lot about it but to obsess over it or to be, live in fear of it uh, is a, like what a lot of that program or that side of things is trying to get you to do and um which is the part yeah. of yourself that wants you to stay within the comfortable zone you're in and not do anything different yeah just like, and you know, that's understandable. If you look at nature on the physical side, animals, life in general, doesn't want to spend energy that it doesn't have to. You know, like right. you look at a lion, it's powerful as fuck. It could do so much, but it just lays there most of the time. Humans are much the same way. We don't really want to get off our ass and move the furniture in our minds, uh, you know, until there's something like some consequences coming, like you're going to get grounded. (laughs) Right. Right. But Hey buddy, I feel that this might be a good point to, uh, wrap up this particular part and we will come back to this. We'll have at least a part two, if not a part three of the colon cleanse, since we, you know, we're just at the inception of this right now. We haven't even got to the good part, which is extreme poop. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked for the for the rest of this journey. I think it's a good time to 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 pause this as well. We get the energy is flowing good, but um, yeah, we have much more to come for sure. So, 
Uh, we can get the energy we're able flowing to do like, like a, this anytime we ever talk, brother. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude, no doubt. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. You're doing some really amazing things out there and uh, you know, spreading good energy amongst your, amongst your family. So I, I really appreciate that a lot. And I really appreciate being on here and getting to uh, share my experiences. And, and I hope that it uh, can inspire some folks. And um, yeah, I'm just always grateful to be with family. So I, uh, yeah, glad we were able to get a pre-episode out of the way and, uh, yeah, I look forward to doing another one that's a little bit further down the process. Maybe, uh, let's get into it. Like, I don't know, a few days into the, the, no, you know, the no solids and all juice cleanse, something like that. Maybe yeah, at least one day again so that we can talk about how yeah. that's going. Mm-hmm. The no, no solid food. Yeah. We barely talked about that. That's going to be fun. Yep. But again, the toxin absorber thing being an expanding thing inside you, it kind of keeps you feeling full from what I understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying it'll be nice to uh, to be family in the last episode. And I, no, you you first. What were you going to say first? (laughs) (laughs) You just brought up the family thing. And the last time we talked in this format, you specifically said it's good to be family. And that really, just resonated with me hard. And I, I think several times at shamanic boom, I stole your quote with different people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's like, man. Like that's where, that's where it, it hits you. Like that's at that, at that festival, at that, not just that specific festival, but like, like, man, like a lot of the people that were legitimately there, even for me, were like family to me. Like there were some of the, the people I've been to going to music festivals since the very beginning. Like actually like, some people were there that were from my very first shows or that threw it on there. And like, even, mm, um, me too. I'll just sort of throw a shout out to my friend, uh, uh to Nathan, uh, who got me connected to, to Paul and Alpha and I, and, uh, eventually, uh, Daniel Donovan, the, one of the producers at the show too. I, I get to meet some really incredible people, uh, incredibly powerful people. And I'm just like super grateful for that. And a lot of that has even to do with your podcast too, just like getting all this out there. And it's just, um, there's just a really great energy that you're putting out and that you're culminating onto your podcast and that you're like getting to kind of, um, uh, document in a way through your experience and through your, um, just through your podcast becoming a thing. I don't know. It's really cool to see that. And, um, yeah, I guess we're bringing back to family. Like that's what this is about. And I think that in one of seven's episodes, I think it was the address of the people. Like, uh, actually, that, that episode actually inspired me to get onto your first podcast was, you know, you need to not be afraid to get in front of your friends and family and speak your truth. And that, you know, it's not like we're going to go in front of the courthouses and yell at the Illuminati or the people that are trying to control things. Like, really, the change is going to come from within. It's going to come from within our communities and within our families and friends. Uh, and just not having fear of getting in front of what are your friends and family and getting them to, to, to hear a lot of the things that they're thinking themselves, but don't know quite how to say, um, or not sure if they're the only ones experiencing that sometimes just hearing that and, and knowing that you're not alone is, a is a huge boost, especially if you're in a shit situation. So, or feeling not so great about your path or we're just whatever, just whatever we all kind of boost each other. So, um, I am, just really grateful that you have created that kind of a resource specifically within this family. Uh, I have to give you a lot of props for that because it takes some courage and creativity and uh, authenticity. So thank you. 
I really appreciate you saying that, man. But it's without without people like you, there would just be me talking. And I've actually been trying to record a solo episode, and let me tell you, it's not nearly as cool with just me talking. <laughs> um, man, anytime that you ever have any ideas you want to get out there, like you're saying, uh, for yourself or for your family, beyond obviously the colon cleanse, just let me know. We can do any type of format you want. This this podcast is not about me. It's about creating a platform for the family to be able to talk to each other um, in a time travel way. You know, like anybody will be able to access this information at any time. You know, any, you want to talk to Chris? Go look up one of the that's what it episodes is. with Chris. I was gonna say, that's what it mind. is, man. Like this is this is this is this is positive time travel. Like this is us going through the experience ourselves and showing what really works for us and saying like, you can try this, this thing and it's going to save you a lot of time, effort and energy. And you're not going to have to go through a whole range of experiences unless you do. Absolutely. Like, it is great, but like we can all help each other like that. We can all help cut down on time and, and wasting energy basically. Yeah. And I'd like to go ahead and say to anyone listening so, now, if you've got any questions about this cleanse that we didn't answer talking here or in the follow-up episode or two, just get in touch with us. Either one of us would be happy to talk about what's going on. We'd be happy to direct you to the materials that we're using. And we really hope that you guys want to, you know, clean up your bodies and clean up your minds too. But each of those things comes at the time when it's meant to come. And we're not trying to say that you have to do this or even that you should. We just, mm-hmm. like Chris was saying, we just want to make a record of it so that it's kind of like accessible to you guys. But all right, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. I love you. We'll talk soon. I love you too, good. You as well. All right. Take care, man. All right. Peace out. there we go episode over i want to say thanks again to chris for doing this with me not just the episode but the colon cleanse that is really really intimidating me at this moment actually i'm on day two of the pre-cleanse process chris is a little ahead of me so i haven't gotten to the part where i can only have liquids but i'm freaked out because i need like half of a jar of peanut butter every night before bed or i can't sleep what am i gonna do (laughs) but okay uh, I want to say thank you to Chris for chat, for doing the show, doing the cleanse. I want to say thank you to everyone listening to the show right now. I want to say thank you to everyone who takes the time to share the show. That I really appreciate. And if anybody has any feedback, has any questions, has any suggestions, please hit me up. Get on social media, follow me, follow Interverse Podcast on, I guess, uh, Twitter. I just do that a little bit. Don't do that. Do Facebook. Do well. Do Twitter if you want, but definitely do Facebook. Definitely follow me on SoundCloud. Interverse Podcast. That's a good way to get updates. The best way to update though is iTunes subscription. You can do that, and if you use that app, it'll tell you. It'll give you a push notification with a badge. If you're not currently using that app, you should check it out. Really, if there's one thing that I could get people to do, well that I could help people find out about, I guess. It's podcasts. You don't even need to be listening to my podcast. There's way better ones out there. 
really. Go check out, like, go look at one called Mysterious Universe. That one's really, really good. Or, of course, the Joe Rogan podcast. Everyone knows that one's amazing. Duncan Trussell Family Hour, really good. Tim Ferriss Show, uh, History on Fire, Hardcore History. I could go on. I listen to so many podcasts. I can't believe other people, well, some other people don't do that. Just the best way to get information I've ever come across, really, because you just put it on your ear holes and go on about your day. And, you know, you can do your busy work. You can do your house cleaning. I get it. Listening to music is better sometimes, and I don't listen to just podcasts. I definitely listen to music equal amount, for sure. For sure. But... I don't know. I just went off on a wild tangent. Uh, thank you, though. Thank you again. More thank yous. I love you all. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to doing more episodes of this. It's really fun. Shout out to all the Shamanic Boom people. And, yeah. Oh, the song I played at the beginning. Gotta tell you guys. That was Plunky and Volkstroker. It's called Deafening. And then, okay, the song we're listening to for the outro is uh, Seven Lions remix of a song called Everything is Beautiful which it is. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Talk to you soon.